Welcome to another trip down the Bourbon Road with your hosts, Jim and Mike. So grab a glass of your favorite bourbon and kick back. Hello, everybody. I'm Jim Shannon. And I'm Mike Hyatt. And this is the Bourbon Road. And today, Mike, we are in Studio 1A. Or as I call it, Big Jim's Bar Lounge. (laughs) In the basement, got the bar going, got uh, got a special guy in the house. Heck yeah, all the way from California. Like, I, I think he brought the heat from California with him. Well, I know he brought a trunk of whiskey. He did. <laughs> <laughs> he opened up that trunk and it was like, ah. no. <laughs> so we got Seth, the quadruple threat from Broken Barrel. He brought a bunch of his whiskey with us. We're going to try it today. Seth, welcome to the Bourbon Road. Thank you guys for having me. Welcome to the show. It is nice to get you out of that heat because I know you've been, it, it's been sweltering out there. Yeah, right? well, the car, the AC cut out in the car about an hour into the under the drive. So six hours later, I'm, I'm very much enjoying the AC down here. So it's great. Well, we certainly thank you for trudging across the, uh, the state. I mean, I've been yeah, everywhere. Trudging, come to see us here in Simpsonville, Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, we did feed you a little bit, though. Oh, do you guys uh, thank you again for that? <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> so um, we've got a couple of your whiskeys we're going to talk about on the show. And Mike and I like to kind of get straight to the whiskey. So before we start the interview process, we'd like to go straight to that first whiskey. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, what, what do you have in the first glass for us? We are drinking uh, aptly named for where uh, where I'm from and where the big part of our whiskey uh, which is the barrels where the barrels are from. Uh, we have our California Oak Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey uh, that is distilled in Owensboro, Kentucky. What we do with every one of our whiskeys is we take barrels, break them down with literally sledgehammers, axes. Uh, you'll see tons of videos on on this online uh, on our Instagram page and our website. And we take those broken barrels and we put them into the whiskey. So wood in the whiskey, not whiskey in the wood. And we, we say that we make that distinction because it's a very different process. Uh, and it actually has led to some of the naming and some of the stories behind the brand that have gotten us to sort of where we are today. So this California Oak is a Cabernet, Central Coast Cabernet, uh, California wine finished bourbon. Uh, that also has a little bit of French oak as well. So we take the French oak staves and the Cabernet staves, and we actually put the ratio of the the different oaks on the bottle. We call that our oak bill. So every bottle will tell you what the mash bill is. And this one that you're about to drink is 70% corn, 21% rye, 9% malted barley. Again, it is distilled, aged, the whole deal in Owensboro. And then it is uh, dumped, and that's when we come in and do our thing, which is the smashing, the breaking, the staves, the uh, the finishing, the kind of like second little age uh, add on, and then we go ahead and we do that for a period of time, and then it, it's it's worked it's worked out nicely. Uh, this this one here uh, is a gold medal winning uh, whiskey at forty four percent eighty eight proof. I'm getting a little bit of tobacco on this one. Interesting. Does have a, a nice sweet nose on it? Yeah, like that sweet tobacco you would get in, like when tobacco's hanging in a barn. You remember those days? Jim? Yeah, I mean it's not Red Man. It, this is this is like a t- barn tobacco. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, if you walk into a barn now, it, it hadn't been hanging there long. It had to be you know just within the last thirty days put mm-hmm. in a barn. That's about what you're looking at. 
That's nice, though. I've always loved that smell. Maybe a little bit of cherry on that, that f- little bit of dark fruit. Yeah, floral, fruity, sweet on the nose. I'm ready to taste it. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers, guys. Cheers. They're drinking away. Yeah, I'm, I'm chugging away. Uh, <laughs> I like the the finish on this one. Uh, it's my first sip, so I'm really going to go back for that second sip before I really get too technical on the tasting notes. But Yeah, so 21% rye. Um, you can call that a high rye, mm-hmm. high rye bourbon. Yeah. It's got a little bit of pop rocks going on there, Mike. Kind of sizzles a little bit coming across the mid palate. You know, the pop rocks is an excellent descriptor. Yeah. Have you had it before? Yeah. Yeah. I remember pop rocks very well when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, yeah. I remember the pop they're rocks. They're hard to find now. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I wonder if they still make those. Oh, they do. We, we found some for a photo. But it has that like that sweetness, but also that tingle mm-hmm. on the tongue. It does. It doesn't burn, but it's tingling. It's dancing. It's doing things. And then you've got... Uh, what I like about this one too is that sort of sweeter, dry, uh, sorry, sweet finish, but the the middle of it's a little drier. It is. And the beginning of it, you really get those sort of, uh, your, your mouth reacts as though it's drinking a wine almost, one of those dry little uh, Cabernets. Yeah. When I first noticed this, it was a little sweet and a little aromatic. I was thinking, okay, this one's going to be a little bit of a sweet, kind of a Swedish bourbon. And then it hits the front of your palate. You get a little bit of that, but then when it hits the mid, you get that a little bit of spice and sizzle to it and a little bit of dryness, not overly dry, just a little bit kind of, you're thinking maybe dry red wine, you know, a little bit. I think this would pair good. This is a good whiskey to drink right before an Italian meal right here. Because you get that wine dryness, just a little bit of sweetness with it. And then right before you're eating that Italian meal. A bit of an uh, an acidity to it, and like a tannin mm-hmm. um, element, a tannic element. Uh, vinous would be the word I think I was looking for. So, what component of your um, maturation process do you think contributes to that? Pretty much the the the, the wine part of the barrel. Yeah, yeah. So the French oak is meant to still retain some of that woody. Um, flavor you know a lot of wines are are typically put into french oak barrels so we wanted to keep that element true in the same way that wines were made we wanted to have that french oak influence coupled with um and it's actually a lot of french oaks now coming out uh bourbon finish and french oak it's becoming more popular i mean yeah, uh just this week i was drinking um charter oak french oak okay yeah had some of that uh out in owensboro and that was really really good and i was like you know what there should be more bourbons and french oak it, it, it's quite tasty. Yeah. Um, it does something to it where it really gives it that, that softer, uh, you know, kind of smooth wood flavor. It's not as abrasive as that charred American Oak, that level four char, that real carbon. It's not like that. It's a little more nuanced. It's a little more refined and it, it really softens out the whiskey in my opinion. And so we, 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 you'll see on several Oak bills we've released including uh, we've done peach brandy, we've done port, we've done, um, uh, well, I I think those are the other two that we've used the French oak on, as well as some of the other whiskeys we're going to try tonight, which include our small batch and our our rye whiskey. They also use French oak. Okay. Well, let's get into the start 
of Broken Barrel. Take us to that very beginning where you guys like laid your roots down. Yeah, uh, we were not a, a bourbon company at first. We, we actually started in vodka uh, and then moved on to whiskey in 2017. We put out uh, 500 cases, which is about 10 barrels. And they, we sold out immediately uh, on those, those first uh, 10 barrels. And then we grew the business by adding a uh, rye whiskey and a cast strength bourbon in 2018. And then in 2019, we launched uh, the first time as Broken Barrel. So prior to that, everything was under one. You know, you see a lot of distilleries that launch uh, a gin and a vodka and a rum and a whiskey and a you know an uh, Amaro or Absinthe or something, but all under one name. And then there are other distilleries that have you know their whiskey brand is a whiskey brand and their vodka brand's got a whole different name and look and bottle and just, you would if you saw them on the shelf you'd never know they were related and we originally started in that first camp of everything under one label so our parent company my my company is called infused spirits group and we do the infused spirits vodkas the infused bitters and then we were doing the infused uh, whiskeys you know ultimately this process was born out of the idea that we were going to infuse the whiskey with oak. And as finishing became more popular and as we thought about who we were and who we wanted to become and who we were, you know, looking to be as a brand, as a company, as a, as a producer, we really started to divide the whiskey out and we had some pretty uh, compelling conversations with some industry veterans that said, Hey, your whiskey brand is what you're doing on its own with the hammers and stuff. That's a brand. That is its own brand. You're you're crippling it by having it under the same name as your vodkas. I mean, your vodkas are this healthy, you know, natural, uh, you know, whole foodsy kind of thing. And you got this really aggressive hammers and axes, and you got a whiskey brand here. Separate it out. You, you've got two things going on, and they you can't apply the same brand to two very different things. You know, you don't you don't see Nike making pillows. Right. You know, if they go, if they want to make pillows, it's a different brand. That's not Nike. Sure. So ultimately we, we chose the name broken barrel. We always were broken. It was infused spirits, broken barrel bourbon. We took the infuse off. We called it broken barrel. So in 2019, we did the, uh, the single Oak series where we explored just one very specific Oak. And we also did our first ever blend. So we were blending wheat and single malt. We were blending corn whiskey from Indiana with corn whiskey from Kentucky and, we got, I, I just went crazy. I just did whatever the hell I, I could think of and launched it, won some awards, got 95 points on one of those. Uh, we did Mizunara from Japan. It was just crazy, crazy times. I I just, I, I tried to take over the world. I was just like <laughs> trying to do this crazy thing and just whatever I could think of, I was just going for it. And then last thing, you know, we moved production out of our vodka facility and we went full Kentucky, you know, uh, grain of glass. We have amazing partners out in no one's borough and you know we'll talk about this i guess uh for for a bit today but then we really went all in on the broken barrel now we've got a whole new look and feel to the brand that i'm excited to tell you guys and talk to you guys about and you guys got to see the bottles tonight so that's you're, you're actually one of the first <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah we're pretty excited about that pretty much yeah, yeah the first so, so i'm i'm intrigued by this breaking of the barrels and i've been to your website i've seen the videos of of 
I, tell me a little bit about this. I mean, do you have like a team of barrel breaking people? Uh, my, I think my title uh, on the bottle, it says chief barrel breaker. So yeah. Is there uh, something to breaking a barrel versus like cutting it up with a saw? I, truth be told, you know, the barrel breaking is certainly uh, for the people listening to this podcast. They're probably wiser uh, whiskey drinkers than the average person who would just easily assume that's how we do it every day. I actually just broke a barrel yesterday. It's, it, it is back breaking work. I'm a little sore today. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a, it's a whole thing. Now it's much easier to just take a, a small hammer and a hoop driver and, mm-hmm. or uh, even a, like a small crowbar or something like that. And just Jimmy off the top two rings and then the bottom two rings and you flip it over and you can, you can take the thing apart like an onion without breaking a single piece of wood. Oh, okay. You can take it apart really easily. Yeah. Uh, so it doesn't have to be this aggressive, you know, smashing thing, but we do prefer the smashing. If we, if the, if there's some cameras around, we, we like to, <laughs> we like to smash it as, as aggressively as possible. And, th- and they're both fun, but it's obviously easier to move and transport. So the bulk of the barrels are broken very cleanly and very uh, methodically so that we can get every last piece. You know, we're not cleaning up little chips and shards off the ground because the smashing is creates a mess. You know, us old guys, we probably do it a totally different way. We take our tractor with a front end loader and smash it <laughs> and then pick it up. And that way we don't have to do a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> the sweeping up all the little shards after is like it's a pain in the ass. So, um, so yeah, the, the breaking of the barrel is, uh, certainly a fun thing to do. And, Ultimately, the point of it, the science of it really is surface area. You have the back, the sides, the staves are providing more contact of oak to whiskey than just filling another barrel. And the the sides and the back of the staves have not have not been introduced to whiskey before. So they're, they're still different flavors coming different off of flavors, that. Different flavors, right. So they still got a lot of the wood sugars in them that never got dissolved. They've got a lot of, uh, they have the atmosphere, they have the environment around them. They have, you know, it's, it's the name for that is really seasoned Oak. You know, yeah. the outside of every barrel is a seasoned piece of wood. It's been exposed to element. It has different bacteria, has different, um, you know, uh, attributes to it that are, going to bring different flavors out in the whiskey as it sits there and the whiskey kind of eats away. Um, it's not the same process as being in a barrel where you're talking about the breathability of it and expansion and contraction and that stuff. You're in a tank now. The whiskey's in a tank and the the, the heat of the environment is going to uh, certainly speed up the flavors being extracted from the oak. But it's that surface area, that piece is that the sure. important piece there is the surface area and how much whiskey is um, touching how much wood. So, I mean, when you're when you're ordering barrels new from a cooperage, uh, premium barrels are always coming in, having air dried for a number of years mm-hmm. to make them that that exposure to the sun and the outside air and the moisture and the humidity, all that stuff is good for the wood. And it actually helps it to be a better, better barrel, better barrel. Yeah. Generally, we don't order too many new barrels. We are typically breaking down barrels that have previous contents, be it whiskey, be or be it like ex bourbon barrel or ex rye barrel or ex port barrel. So there's a there's certainly a, for us we are sourcing out all kinds of exciting used barrels. The new barrels that we do end up 
using, they are from Independence Dave, and those are the barrels that the Owensboro Distillery uses to age the whiskey when it's, I mean, all like the bourbon you're drinking right now uh, is a straight bourbon that spent a minimum of two years in charred new white oak. Well, my glass is empty, Jim. I don't, you guys are slow tonight. I've just got my new glass you're doing here. all the talking, Mike. I know. <laughs> I know. I know you're just over there talking away. I'm like, God dang. So final, final thoughts on the California oak? I, I think that was it's phenomenal and stuff. I, I really liked it. Um, like I said, I think that would be a perfect uh, before dinner whiskey. You know, we kind of break it down like that, right? Uh, we got a before dinner, during dinner, and an after dinner. And, and we talk about seasons too sometimes, yeah. right? That's a, it, it's actually that, that 88 proof would be a still a good um late summer early fall or late spring where it's not too warm outside still you know um mid-season sipper yeah yeah i, I agree with you completely yeah. and it's uh you know it's not it's not uh too heavy it's a little refreshing and you get a little bit of that pop rocks going on it kind of refreshes you a little bit um yeah i love the finish on it i think it's uh a little bit longer than I expected. I kind of thought when I first tasted it, this won't have a long finish, but you know, it's got a it's got a medium finish. Yeah. So, Seth, what what's up next for us? What are, what's in the second glass? Because I'm ready to drink some more whiskey. So we've got the small batch yellow label. This is our 95 proof bourbon, straight bourbon. Um, same mash bill. So here's the fun part. You just drank uh, the straight Kentucky bourbon, seventy twenty one nine. This is the same exact Kentucky bourbon, 70219. The only thing that's changed is the proof. We've gone up a little bit from 88 now at 95 and the oak bill. But you'll immediately notice this is a different whiskey. Okay. This, is, this is not the same animal. And that just goes to show you more than anything what the oak does, how important the oak bill is, why it matters. On our homepage, we talk about oak contributing 80% of the flavor of whiskey. It's time. It's oak. It's that's what it is. You know, I get a little bit of peach syrup on this one right here. Peach syrup. Oh, my goodness. That is so different on the nose. You know, that syrup you get out of some canned peaches. That's a stone fruit nose. I guess it's very stone fruit. Yeah. More than much more than yesterday. And I, I almost want to tell you guys that from, I was drinking this yesterday and the day before uh, off the line and out of the actual tank, too. It is evolving. It is changing as it settles in the glass, in the bottle. It is really mellowing and evolving. And just only because I've been drinking this consistently for three or four days in a row, which I don't always do with our whiskeys. But when you're in town for production and you're doing that kind of stuff, you get to try it more consistently. And it, it it's getting better and it's mellowing and it's really balancing out. Uh, the nose is the best I've smelled yet. On this, it really has changed dramatically in just the last couple of days. You trying to find that peach in that glass? You know the rye's there on the on the on the body. Oh, it is. Yeah, the rye may not have been on the nose, but it's there in the it's there in the glass. Yeah, the nose was, I mean, totally different than the than the previous bottle. I think for me, it was kind of surprising and uh, a little bit uh, delicate. There are some familiar flavors now coming through. That rye grain is really carrying the 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 whiskey here in a way that i don't think it was in the last one that's warm super warm on the tongue almost a a white pepper jim yeah just 
not overly spicy, just kind of slowly warms that tongue up a little bit. And and so, in your opinion, Seth, I mean, the, this increased uh, spiciness that we're getting on our palate right now, it's not necessarily due to the increased proof. This is more to to do with the the finishing process. Well, the oak the oak bill here, and this is the difference, and this is where some of those uh, stone fruit syrupy notes come from. This is twenty percent sherry cask, forty percent ex bourbon, forty percent French. So twice as much French oak as the prior bottle, and that's where you're going to get. You know, the pop rocks thing is gone. Mm-hmm. There's no pop rocks here. When you go to forty percent French oak. You really balance out that smoothness I was talking about in the last one. It's brought to the forefront here. It's kind of in the background. Now it's really, and I hate the word smooth, but it's really mellowed out is how I'll, I'll, I'll phrase it. Um, you have the double oak thing going with that second bourbon barrel edition, 40% X bourbon barrel. So you got the outsides, the insides of a nice well-aged bourbon barrel. And then you just you got to throw some sweetness back at it with that sherry. And the sweetness really, the nose, it's there. And and that finish, that real kind of almost. Uh, I'm trying. Uh, come back to me. I'll think of. I'll think of a tasting note. I got to taste one more time. You think that tighter grain in the French oak is what gives it that more smoothness out of there, right? Smoothing that whiskey out a little bit, um, where American oak's got that much open up grain. Um, the whiskey can dive in there, pull out some of that spice. I almost want to say like a marzipan, like a, like that almost powdery sugar, like powdered sugar. It's got a sweetness that's not super grainy, but it's got a fluffy sort of almost marshmallowy sweetness. It's got a, uh, a creaminess to it. You ever had any baklava? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nougat. I get a little bit of that in here. You get a little nougat? Yeah. Like I that think. kind of white sugar, white powder. Um, yeah. I can't put my, I'm just getting all these, these desserts. I float, you know, the ratatouille where he's, he's, he's got the, the little flavor of cheese and grapes and this. It's like you got these little <laughs> like foods above my head. Uh, it's like, tastes like that and that and that and that. Um, but yeah, so about the oak, uh, Mike, the, the the grain yes is part of it there's way more scientific and intellectual minds out there that can answer oak questions uh about you know great example i was on a podcast once uh we're in the same podcast uh the host was talking about gariana oak from the pacific northwest and the oregon oak and that there's a lot of brands uh in oregon and portland that are all about the Gariana oak and that 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 tree is so special it holds water differently than other trees and it's got more moisture and that leads to a different kind of finish on the, on the so you know I, I know a guy in Los Angeles who uses Hungarian oak and so there's a lot of different people that have uh, sort of a a knowledge base about oak that goes so deep and so uh so much further than than I kind of go into that the, the subject, and the reason for that is I'm a I'm a trial and error person. I try and I and I try and I try. I make hundreds and hundreds of different samples of different things. Uh, it's something that was kind of born out of my vodka side, and 
trial and error with fruit in the bottle and just how does a pear how does a peach how does a cinnamon stick do how do almonds do how do you know we just throw stuff uh, we throw stuff in the in the liquid and then we taste and we taste and we review and we refine and we get to where we want to go so ultimately it's all going to be predicated on taste how does it taste when you're done and is the quality is the source of where you're getting your stuff good so are you getting the best french oak you can get are we paying or overpaying i should say for french oak probably uh you know could we get cheaper french oak sure but we don't we, we opt for really high quality uh toasted french oak we offer we or we opt for um the independent stave used uh bourbon barrels we don't source bourbon barrels from different distilleries we use our own ex-bourbon barrels we use our own ex-rye barrels on on a different uh bottling and so sherry cask we have them wrapped we we don't let any evaporate or or we don't lose any um, of the flavor by wrapping the barrel after it's dumped and then bringing them over fresh as can be. So we want that really, really good quality barrel. And we have multiple sources for the different things we use. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're keen on getting the best quality we can get. I, I have a question for you, and it's probably something I should know already, and I don't. But I'm just going to ask you because right now you are the barrel expert in the room, uh, even though you say there are others out there that sort of take out to the fifth level. Um, when you order a barrel, you typically order a, uh, a particular period of air drying. You order a toast of some sort, and then you order a char of some sort. And mm-hmm. those are the three things that kind of define, uh, you know, how the barrel is treated in preparation for getting its, its first whiskey into it. That's right. When they do the toast, do they toast the entire barrel? In other words, the entire barrel is subjected to the heat. Uh, toasting versus charring yeah. is a time distinction. Okay. So a toasting is a light burn or okay. a very light, you know, 15 seconds, 20, 30 seconds is considered a toast. A char is when it burns, when you've really burnt the barrel okay. to 45, 60 second, minute and a half uh, temperature of the heat applied. So yeah. if you're applying, uh, I'm going to make something up here, like you're applying a thousand degrees Fahrenheit versus 400 degrees Fahrenheit, right? It's the, the, the type of flame, how hot that flame is and the amount of time that it's applied to the inside of the barrel. Well, that's good information for me and probably... For a few of our listeners. Well, with all these toasted barrel finishes coming out, like uh, Basil Hayden just launched one, and it's good to know the distinction between toasted and charred. I do have this great chart that they have where you can uh, look at the degrees, the amount of uh, uh, the heat temperature, and different flavors come out at different heats. So you want that kind of toffee, you're going level four. You want that vanilla, level three. You want that almond nuttiness, level two. You know, And that those toasted... Uh, barrels are the ones that have really soft, nice, nuanced walnut flavors. Those are the really good, you know, sort of smoother, uh, warmer flavors that come out on the toasted. And then you have the uh, the charred, which gives you those really heavy caramel, heavy vanilla, sure. heavy, you know, char flavor. And toasted does seem to be the the treatment of choice lately on a, at least a few brands. Elijah Craig, all these things are popular. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Victor's. You know, I, lo- I love them. Hey, to finish this one up, though. Um, Small batch. It has a nice, smooth Kentucky hug. It just kind of eases itself home and says, hey, I'm here to party. Um, I, I like that. That, it's, that that bite to it, it's just a nice warm. It doesn't have a, a deep whiskey bite. It's just 
kind of warms, like I said, it warms the tongue up and it just kind of goes down into your chest a little bit and warms that up. And that's a nice whiskey right there for the fall or the spring. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Mike. This one here, uh, the rye really does shine through on it. It does have an interesting nose that sort of takes you by surprise. It's a great nose. Uh, the finish on it is... Uh, is longer and that hug is a little bit deeper I yeah would say. And, than the last one yeah 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 this one's drinking almost i want to say better than the california which is not normally i i I'm, I'm in agreement tonight with you guys i'm normally saying california is my favorite so it's drinking really good tonight i don't know what it is well you know uh, our palates change our yeah. moods change we're human beings and you know we like point th- one thing one day and something else the next. That's why we have such variety in what we can choose. Yeah. And that's why you put out so many expressions, right? For so many people. Yeah. We want to try to have something for everybody and hit those different, you know, proofs. So something in the 80s, something in the 90s, something in the the, the 100, 110s, and then, you know, one in the 100 and teens. So. so, Seth, what's the price on these two whiskeys, the first two we drank? What's the price what, on those? What do you think there? Well, I bought some of your whiskey before. Okay. So I'm thinking in the thirty-five to forty dollar range, thirty to thirty-five range, and yeah. that's with the new package and everything too. And what a what a beautiful new bottle you guys are released there. Yeah, um, yeah, but kind of a simpler <laughs> label on it, um, kind of slimmed down because the label was big before, right? It, it's just it's night and day. Yeah. I mean, it's a whole different it's a whole different animal. Um, but yeah, no, since you brought it up, the cool thing i've brought you guys today is this this new package that launched this week i mean we just bottled small batch yesterday we're bottling i believe california today and uh i think a little bit of uh rye as well and then tomorrow cast strength is that a nervous feeling we you know everybody knows what your old bottles look like right and everybody's like looking for that and then you put it in a new package and you're like man is it gonna get lost on the shelf uh no no i i think uh i think this new bottle is gonna be the reason people find us on the shelf because they're gonna see this and go i i i I know this brand and and i like the way it looks now because it's really really cool or i don't know this brand and i don't recognize i never really found the old one this is going to bring a whole new level of attention and a whole new audience to the brand that you know I'm hoping we can keep up with the demand on this because I think it's going to be very popular. Yeah, I'm that guy. I'm that guy that sees the new package, sees the new bottle, sees the different shape or the different label, and I'm grabbing it because, you know, if it's something that I usually drink and it's got a new label, I want to know if what's inside is uh, changed maybe or if it's better or if it's the same, you know, who knows. But um, I'm always intrigued by packaging. Yeah. It gets my it, attention. Uh, you know, uh, I would – compare or or tip my hat to templeton they did a packaging change and i went i never bought templeton i've bought a lot of stuff i never really went for it they did a packaging change and i saw it and i was like damn that looks really good and they released a 10 year so i'm like i would go buy the 10 year uh rye whiskey and i went and picked it up and the packaging game today if you if you're sticking to stock bottle and basic labels and basic artwork and basic, you know, messaging, it's going to be really hard to weather the storm of brands. I mean, I think the TTB saw 40,000 different SKUs of spirits last year, 40,000 different registered spirits just last year in 2020 during a pandemic too. 
nonetheless. Well, I, I think, you know, your new bottles and stuff, there's a reason you're coming on the podcast. So all of our whiskey listeners right out there are going to find out about your bottle. They're going to see the photos. They're going to see the video. And they're going to be like, I got to go out there and get this. This one is, uh, it's special. Now it's a bottle that I think anybody would be proud to bring to someone and put down in front of them and say, hey, got to try this brand or this is a brand I like. And if you like, if you've liked our whiskey up till now, if you know about us, if you've tried it, if you've seen it online, uh, Instagram or something, uh, we appreciate the support. And I think this is for those people more than anything. This is to really bring new people into it, but also reward the people that have supported us up till now and, and have worked with us or, or, or bought our old bottles. We want to give something out to people that it's just, it looks amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how else to say it. I, I'm of course biased, but it's just it, the, the flood of comments. I mean, I posted a photo of the new bottle yesterday and it got like three or 400 likes. And that's not normal for us. We're usually in like the 200 range or 150 or something. And I posted that at a random time, like not like a good time of day, like not first thing in the morning or last thing at night, you know, when you're supposed to post or something like that. I just kind of posted it as I, as I had a minute of free time yesterday. I'm like, Oh, I got to get something up and I posted and just the influx of, of, you know, the eyeballs, the emojis with the heart eyes or the fires or the, you know, people just going, I love the new packaging or take my money now or, you know, yeah. it's, and you feel good. Cause you know, you, I started this last September. I've been working on this for a long you time. Wanna, you want to, you want to hear that confirmation. Well, that's, your, that's your baby, right? This is, this is now, I mean, when I, two years ago, three years, well, yeah, 2019, um, two years ago, we, knew we were going to do broken barrel as its own thing. And then I knew it was going to end up where it is today. I knew it was going to have to go through this metamorphosis of changing the name first. It was, a, it was a phase. So phase one, change the name and change the place. So we take it to Kentucky, get it out of Vegas, just do it, you know, uh, grain to glass. Like that was phase one. And then phase two was give it its own life, give it its own name, its own, uh, look and feel its own attitude and really separate it from the other company, the vodka, and also from every other whiskey on the shelf. I mean, this just doesn't look like it. You've got a couple hundred bottles here on your shelf uh, and it doesn't look like any of them. It's right. going to stand out and it's going to be its own thing. It's its own shape. It's its own style. It's top to bottom. There's stuff on the bottom of the glass, like no detail spared. Well, listeners, so you heard it here first. They got a new bottle, right? Um, so if you see their old bottle, go out there and buy all that stock first, right? There's, we're not making a single, we're, we are done. No more old bottles. So if you like the old bottle, that was your preference. Get them while you can, cause they're gone. They're, we're not doing those again. So you got to buy stuff up so you can get the new bottle too. Yeah. Get the old one, get the new one, get them both. Try them side by side. The, everything there's small batches. So not quite as, uh, distinguished as a single barrel from barrel to barrel, but our batches are different. And I actually went on Instagram at one point and did a live tasting where I drank through nine bat nine different batches of our stuff, starting with batch one, two, three, and then I missed. A f I don't have four, five, six for some reason. I did seven through twelve after that. And even for me doing it live, it was really educational because I was watching how we've grown, and it was really cool. And and I like doing that once in a while with our stuff. I got to go back and do it with the rye now because we we got about seven or eight batches of the rye which is enough to really do a solid 
serious long flight. Um, I'll do that from time to time. So if you're not following us on Instagram, please do that. Just go on, follow us, and we do some cool stuff. Well, speaking of rye, you did bring a rye for us. I brought us. the rye. Do you want to give well, it a we're try? Going, we're we're going to take a break first because we need to stretch our legs and have a commercial break. We're, we're old guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and when we come back, we'll taste your other two whiskeys that you brought us. We'll talk a little bit more about kind of what's in the future for Broken Barrel Whiskey. Sure. And uh, what people can be on the edge of their seat for. All right. All right. All right, listeners, we are back, and uh, we've got Broken Barrel Whiskey in the house, Seth. And uh, we had two great whiskeys in the first half. We had your 88 proof, California oak, and your 95 proof. And that had some oak in it from a couple of different sources. Yes. And so here, we've got our rye whiskey. And the, the quick story on that is... We were telling people, we were explaining, I think, I can't remember who it was. I was explaining to someone what it is we do, the whole breaking the barrel and the smashing and the, the whole thing. And they go, man, that is, that is sacrilegious what you're doing. That's heresy. You guys can't do that. You can't put barrels in, in the whiskey. You got to put the whiskey in the barrel. Like, ah, we will, we're going to do it our way. And then they told me that. And I go, heresy. That's a good name. That's what we'll call the rye whiskey. Heresy rye whiskey. So this is our heresy rye whiskey. And it's 105 proof, 95% rye, 5% malted barley, the same oak bill, uh, 40% French oak, 40% ex-bourbon barrel, and 20% sherry cask. Uh, this is Kentucky straight rye whiskey. So you know it's not MGP, it's Kentucky straight, which means it had to be aged in Kentucky. Barrels can't leave the state. Um, and we're, we're, you guys are some of the first people trying the Kentucky straight rye whiskey in the first time ever. We we used to have one year old in there. That's gone now. Straight rye whiskey, 100% Kentucky. So this is really the the next version of that. And so did not get the batch number though. I don't know what batch this is. Pretty sure it's either seven or eight. So you're saying Mike and I are in the first half dozen. a dozen? Yeah, a dozen first people. Dozen yeah. people. Wow. We, tried, we were at the distillery tasting this with a couple different people. Uh, yesterday and then we were tasting it with their entire team on tuesday uh so my first taste of this was out of the tank on tuesday and then that's the first time i ever tried it and then i said it was good to bottle and everything was delicious and we were we were awestruck when we tried it at the tank we're like damn this is good uh although i think we were trying it at like 120 so we do take it down to 105 yeah for, we, we keep that 105 we've always been 105 proof on the rye this has definitely got that that bubblegum rye nose to it. Yeah. yeah, but it's not minty, right? It's not like no, it's like big some rye can be minty. Big chew bubblegum. Yeah. You know? get yeah. a little bit of that. I also get like some more evergreen. Yeah, I get notes. the evergreen. Yeah. I, you know, I'm terrible at that. I'm always saying juniper or not juniper, uh, conifer or. I could get Cedar. a little bit of juniper rice. Pine cone, yeah. Like a pine cone. There you go. It's a bit foresty in in and that's 
it's nice because we have this like forest green on the bottle that we use and, and it's got a uh it's got a real real nice nose on there and for the proof it actually doesn't no burn to really get your nose in there yeah it is a nice nose it, there's not a lot of burn on it um there's not it's not too sweet but a little sweet but it's got that yeah that I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the pine cone. It's got that pine cone on the nose, and I love that. Well, hey, cheers, cheers, cheers. Oh wow! And the rye flavor really at the end there, almost right before the finish, you get that burst of rye, and then all these other things kind of come through. Right? That's a candy. That's candy. That's syrupy. That's very aromatic, I think. It's, it is. It is aromatic. Not like earthy, but, you know, if I walked into a redwood forest in California. Oh, yeah. That is a really good rye. You like this one? Yes. This one is, it's a next level rye from, from, our, from our previous rye. Uh, something has dramatically transformed in, in the older you know, couple more, couple you know, more years on the on the product, on the uh, the recipe there, and the blend the blend on these batches is really good. And, and what's this bottle priced at? Same as the other. Oh two. my gosh, go buy it, people! <laughs> <That's> <laughs> good stuff. You know, you think about uh, rye whiskey, right? So you've got some pretty basic or bottom shelf. Um, not that they're bad. I, I actually drink them and I like them for cocktails too, especially the, the bottom and bond stuff, but you got written house, you got overhaul. And then from there, you kind of jump 20 something dollars to get to the next rye. Uh, you know, I'm discounting things like Dickel and other, you know, other rye whiskeys that exist, but most of them are in the 90 proof. They're not really in the hundred proof. You don't see a lot of non-corporate like so not knob creek not bullet like you don't see a lot of 100 plus proof rye whiskeys from a small independent producer like us or or people like us uh at that price range it just doesn't exist so we're really hitting a niche there at you know between 30 35 dollar for that post 100 proof rye whiskey yeah, I'd say it, it's a standout. There's no doubt in my mind it's a standout. Now, rye whiskey is kind of my thing. It's it's what I like. It, it you know, I love I love bourbons. Right, right. I I dream about some some bourbons. I dream about them. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Mike always drinks the he loves the weeders, but I like wheat whiskeys too. But I kind of like that little bit more punch. I like that rye. I like that that. I'm the same way. I'll take Elijah Craig over Larceny. Yeah. you know, because I just like the rye. You know that question's coming about wheat, though. It's coming. We'll, okay. we'll get we'll get to it. I ask yeah. <laughs> but this this rye right here is whenever you sip on it, it almost opens up your palate a little bit with that spice. Makes your mouth water a little bit. It's opening up those taste buds. I think the second and third sip really get to a place. The first sip, I had a little you know bite of bread between tastings, and yeah, you know, burnt that out kind of burn that off on the first sip, which I always, you know, I always tell everyone that's when we do tastings at our tasting room, we always go, Hey, you know, that first sip, it's kind of a throwaway sip. You know, you'll get some stuff, but it's the second and third and fourth sip where you're really going to get into what that whiskey actually tastes like. Cause you might've had coffee or you might've had a bagel or this, if, you know, you ate during the day and those little something in your mouth, little salt, little oils, little whatever 
you got to get rid of that. You got to wash that out. And alcohol, you know, really delicious mouth <laughs> mouthwash for you, right? You, yeah. First sip is the mouthwash, and second sip is really where you're going to get flavor, flavor, flavor. And so, uh, you guys can tell uh, the bottle I brought. Unfortunately, is not full. We we got into it last night. And <laughs> damn near polished off half the bottle by accident. Uh, so it's uh, well when it's gone, I'll get some more. And and I'm I'm looking at my glass and I'm seeing these legs that just don't go away. Yeah, it's kind of kind of definitely a uh, a heavy textured whiskey. It's got a lot of weight to it. Yeah, it's got a lot it's, of weight to it. It's thicker than the other two for sure. Um, Not I, that the other two weren't thick, though. I mean, this one just is a different league. I think the first the first thing that hit my mind when I tasted it was that that sort of candy, candied syrup kind of mouth to it. I got you know, it's just it's really good, um, but it does warm you up a lot. I mean, I'm I'm feeling nice and toasty inside right now. Yeah, it's uh, it definitely feels good. Yeah. I mean, this is our third pour, so it, we should be feeling nice and warm. Yeah, right we're now. working our way up the ladder too. Yeah, we're, we're climbing. We're climbing. Do you guys want to do the next one? Let's talk about this just a tad bit more. <laughs> you got more to say? <laughs> I did, well, I got all kinds of stuff to say. I'm full of words. <laughs> um, you should start a podcast. Well, yeah, who, <laughs> that's a great idea, Jim. Mm-hmm. We should we should start a podcast. I think we'd be okay at it. Oh, Call it. I don't know. I don't know. Bourbon Road. The Bourbon Road. Think I don't about know. that's got a nice ring to it. I don't know if our voices are right for a podcast though. I don't know. I could move away in like Barry White. <laughs> uh, a nice. You could drink this year round. I wouldn't put a. That's a, that's a high praise right there. Yeah, this is a year round drinker right here. And for that price, would I be ashamed to pour it in a, in a nice cocktail? I wouldn't. I wouldn't be ashamed to do no, that I, either. I want you. I want people to do that. Yeah. I think the one hundred and five and the price point are kind of a perfect combo for making. Manhattan Boulevardier, do an old fashioned with this. It will penetrate. It'll it'll punch through because you've got so much proof, so much backbone that you're gonna still get great flavor, great rye. You know, it's ninety five percent rye. You're gonna get great rye flavors in that cocktail. That you're not gonna lose it at like a ninety proof or 80, 80 proof. You know, whiskey. You're just not gonna lose that. And that's kind of it's, you know. We exclusively use rye whiskey for cocktails at home. And if you're a person that likes uh, a little bit of ice in your whiskey every now and then, uh, this will stand up to it. Well, that's that's that one. Let's get on to this barrel proof. Last but not least is our cast strength, 115 proof, uh, broken barrel, Kentucky straight bourbon. This is our black label, black, gold, yellow. The uh, This one, uh, we... we I guess at the at the time of this recording, we haven't done it yet. But by the time you're listening, uh, we just released some pictures of this right before the weekend, uh, last weekend, and uh, you'll notice this is pr- visibly this is our prettiest of the lot. It's just super cool. It's got that inverted color from the small batch, and so what we did here is we it's the same you know seventy twenty one nine same oak bill forty forty twenty you know forty French forty ex bourbon twenty sherry. And we left the proof there. I mean, the you know, uh, our old one, we were getting 116. So forever, we were always able to kind of just know that our cast strength was coming out plus or minus like half a half a percent or, or one proof um, for the 116 per barrel. 
Yeah. By the time you blended it all together, it was always 116 point something. And you get like a half a percent tolerance to call something cast strength. So you don't have to hand write the decimal point. And we're, we're not, you know, we're small, but we're not super small to the point where it's, we, we don't have the manpower or the time to write out the, the decimal points by hand. Sure. So with the extra year now, minimum on every whiskey we use at Kentucky straight bourbons here, um, we found that it was 115, not so 116. It's dropping down. It's, the, the angel share is collecting a little more of that alcohol in that next year. And so the average barrel dumped is 115 plus or minus. So that's now we've got a 115 proof cast strength. Um, and yeah, we're losing, we're losing about, you know, they enter the barrel at about 120. Yeah. Owensboro does an entry proof on the barrels at 120. Okay. It's small enough batches and we can, t- we, they, they can draw the, the proof and then they do the blend and then say, Hey, you know, we're at 115.8. Okay. Well we can, we have up to, you have up to one and a half technically uh, percent to, to still be cast strength. Okay, cool. So you can mellow it out. So, you, you I mean, we add like the smallest amount of water to get it to the, uh, sure. It has no effect, but there's no that. effect really, but it's just, you know, we don't hand write the proof on every bottle. So man, I've been nosing this whole thing. I haven't even, I, I, I keep, I keep bringing it to my face and then talking and then come back. <laughs> so well, I gotta, let's, well, me let's and Jim it. are going to be at bourbon on the banks in October. Yeah. And I am sure that they're going to have some warm kettle corn there. Yeah. And this is what I get on this right here. Oh my God. It smells so good. A little bit of buttery on it. You know, when they they put that sugar in there and you kind of get that toffee taste to it. I get the street nuts. I get like those candy coated. They come in the little cone. Yeah. They, they, there's like those guys and they got the big spoons and the big deep uh, metal bowls and then they're roasting nuts on the street. And that sometimes they add sugar and like they get them kind of like candied. Yeah. Um, I kind of get like that hot. It's like a hot, warm, candied, nutty sort of uh, smell. We had some of those the other day. Our friends at Barrel Proof, Susan brought over some smoked candied pecans like that. And they Ooh. were done the same way. Kind yeah. Of. You kind of just like, pan. Yeah. you could probably do it at home pretty easily, but. People just don't really do that at home. It's not one of those things people make too commonly. Nice nose. Nice. I, I mean, I'm getting a little bit more of the heat on it. I, I, I can tell it's a little bit higher proof. Uh, it's got that nice caramel sweetness on the nose, though. Uh, it, it is a little deeper. Yeah, deeper. A little buttery. Yeah, there. it's buttery. Well, cheers. Cheers. Now, this one. That's velvet. <laughs> this one's nice. Mm, that rolled across the tongue like velvet. Very, very nice. What's crazy, it's got kind of a short finish, but man, it, it there's a lot going on from start to end in the middle there. Seth, this is a Big Chief approved right here. Big Chief approved? Hey, yeah, man. I'll Listen, take it. Listeners, if you don't go out there and buy this, you're crazy. Now, what's the price on this one? Uh, like. Forty-two to forty-five dollars. Oh my god! That's you, it. <laughs> That's it. Listeners, yeah. listen to me. If you don't want that big bad booty daddy to come over and visit your house, you better go out and buy that right now. Better see it. <laughs> big Chief wants it on your shelf, or else <laughs> he's gonna come by. He's <laughs> gonna make you buy it. He's gonna pick you up, take you to the store, and you're not gonna leave till you get one. Now on the nose, I get 115 proof, no doubt about it. When I taste it, though, I get that velvet coating on my tongue. 
Uh, very nice. Very, very nice. It doesn't taste as, it doesn't taste 115 to me. The finish is starting to compound uh, in a way that, you know, the first sip I, I just said a moment ago, kind of short, second sip, a little longer, third sip. Now it's sitting. Now it's sticking a little longer. Couple seconds, five, six, eight seconds. You know, it's it's lasting a little bit more. Oh, there's a little like honeycomb thing in there too that I'm getting. It's a little oh, sweet he's, honey. He's, he's in the he's in Big Chief's territory now. Yeah, the honey, yeah, honeycomb cereal, man. Yeah, it's it's got it's got that kind of uh, that bright sweetness like that is from a honey. It's not like that. Mm. It's not that darker caramel maple sort of a sweetness and i would say even there was more maple sugar on the rye than there is on this this is a bright honey i'm actually getting a little bit of jolly rancher cinnamon candy on this is there a cinnamon flavored jolly rancher oh yeah is there all right i thought it was all fruit I don't know. Maybe I, don't, I'm, maybe I, I know. I don't eat Jolly Ranchers, but <laughs> I know I've had. I, I don't know. It seems you know your cereal and your candy pretty good. I'm a fat guy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta know those things. That and ice cream, but I just know McDonald's ice cream machine never works. Yeah, I heard, I heard that recently. <laughs> you know, uh, a lot of times I'll have whiskeys on a show, and and there'll be a number of expressions, and and we'll have a couple of this and a couple of that, and we'll get through you know a number of expressions through the show, and 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 and, they, and they're all good sometimes, you know, um, but sometimes they're not like on profile for me, you know. Sometimes like you know that's not exactly what I would drink on a daily basis, but um, yeah, it's good, it's good whiskey. I like that. I have to say today has been the exception. Every single one of these that I've had today would be something that I would revisit on a regular basis on my shelf. I haven't found anything in these four whiskeys that wouldn't be like, I would be okay to have it as a daily drinker. They're priced uh, to be that. So yeah, the idea here was create a whiskey that looked amazing, which now I think it, not that it didn't before, but now it, it, it just does. Like, I'm just going to say it looks the best it's going to look. It's just so much fun. Uh, the bottles are, are phenomenal. The labels, the logos. Um, uh, shout out to um, Tilt Design out of uh, New Orleans, who helped us on this bottle, this package. I worked with uh, a couple of the guys there on that team, and they did an amazing job. But it's the juice. It's you know the, what's in the bottle that's obviously the most important, and the combination of the price, the package, and the product, the actual liquid itself. It's it's something you can enjoy, feel special, you know, but you can drink it, you know, unabashedly just kill bottles and go get more. And there's no issue with that because it's priced to be something you can just keep having, you know, as as often as you like. It's meant to be something that you can have every day or a daily sipper, daily drinker. And these these aren't extra aged whiskeys. These are whiskeys that are um, straights. You know, they're in the two to four year range. Mm -hmm. um, it just goes to show what expert craftsmanship can do uh, to a whiskey. You don't have to have a whiskey that's six or eight years old. You can actually have a whiskey that's very tasty. And actually, some there are some notes in youthful whiskeys. And I don't, I don't know that you call a straight a youthful whiskey. But in a two to four year old whiskey, there are some notes that kind of disappear after four years. Right. There's, there, are, there are different. Um, there are different things that like. You would not want to 
maybe throw a 10-year in a cocktail. Yeah. You wouldn't want to throw a really fine older whiskey that's lower in proof over ice even. It's kind of like you lose the special characters. So these are whiskeys that you can do those things with that you may not do with a more expensive or older whiskey. And as somebody who owns a lot of whiskey, I, I, and I'm a customer, I'm a, I'm a student of the trade, I'm a, I'm a, uh, a supporter of all, I, I buy every other whiskey brand listening to this, I support you, I buy your products, I share them with everyone and anyone I know. Um, but there are whiskeys and there are, there are types of whiskeys and, and occasions where you want ice, you want a cocktail, you want to mix it, you want to make a Kentucky Mule. And throw some ginger beer at it. You know, you want to have, you know, different things, different times. And you need whiskeys for that occasion too. So then you're kind of looking at yourself going, okay, what am I going to use to mix that's going to be strong enough and deliver good flavor? But also, you know, I'm not going to feel bad about pouring that it's meant to be drank straight. It's meant to be drank neat. You know, am I going to throw <laughs> this, this very fancy, very expensive whiskey in this cocktail? Or am I going to use something else? So, well, I got to uh, agree with Jim on here that all four expressions that you brought today are extremely good. Um, the barrel proof is just phenomenal. I'm just blown away by it. And the price that you put with it, that you took that chance, you could have way outpriced this at $90, but you didn't. You probably want your blue collar guys because you're the guys that they're busting up barrels, right? You know what it is like to put the work into it, and you know what that dollar means to that guy out there working nine to five, working that shift, what his money goes towards. So we got to commend you on that. I mean, I think that's very important to us. But here comes that hard question: What? Where's the weeded bourbon at? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the weeded bourbon. <laughs> Where's the weeded bourbon at? I, I think. Well, I think you'll see a wheat whiskey from us before you see a weeded bourbon. Uh, because I have a handful of barrels of wheat whiskey aging. They're at three years now. Um, I've got some single malt whiskey aging that is at three years as well. I've got some ridiculous blends. I got a peated weeded malt that's aging. I've got an orange, uh, an orange flavored corn thing that I'm working on that I've talked about on a couple different, uh, shows or interviews or whatever uh i'm doing a moroccan whiskey that uh my, my dad's from marrakesh so i'm gonna do a moroccan whiskey and it's gonna drink like a cocktail oh wow so you pour it over ice at, it's 50 percent 100 proof but you just pour it over ice and you add an orange peel to it and it drinks like a cocktail um lots of flavor it's 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 infused with uh all kinds of herbs and spices and cinnamon and all this different stuff um, and orange and all these great flavors. Uh, we're, we're giving a little bit of our infusion expertise. We're lending that to this Moroccan whiskey with a lot of uh, Moroccan spices that you'll get in traditional Moroccan cooking. And then that'll come out uh, next year. And then we have some single barrel projects coming out for some of the groups around the country. We really haven't done too many group picks or group barrels. We've mainly done uh, store barrels, like retail barrels. So we've done, uh, we, we call it the Reserve Oak Series. 
that is where you're going to see some more exciting barrels like port, uh, rum, and rye together on a bourbon. We've done a stout barrel. We actually are doing a stout barrel with Modern Times Brewery down in San Diego. Uh-huh. Uh, those guys are really, really cool. They're, they've got some really amazing stuff. We did a collaboration with uh, a Tabula Rasa, which is the um, Second Chance Brewery. So we've done some uh, really cool brewery collaborations. And then we've got also, interestingly, a peach brandy cask finish. So that wow. one's, that way, you know, if you got stone fruit from that one uh, that small batch, imagine peach brandy. I mean, the thing is like peach rings on steroids, 115 proof. Uh, and that stuff's really, really good. So Seth, you're kind of living the dream. He is. He is. <laughs> he's like just doing all kinds of. We're, we're having fun. We're experimenting. We're yeah. getting. We're getting into it. So, how much time do you spend? How much time are you able to spend in your uh, facility versus out on the road? I, I, you know, we we do it all. We're we're a small company. We wear a lot of hats. So, I uh, I do marketing. I'm, I'm running the Broken Barrel social media. Uh, Another teammate of mine runs the vodka social media, a different teammate running the uh, bitters social media. I'm out selling, you know, I'm here in Kentucky. I was just in Houston. I'm going to be back in Kentucky in a couple of weeks. I'm going to go to Boston, I believe, and Chicago and head out to do, you know, a lot of different sales runs. I do production runs. So I'm also, this week is actually a production week, not a sales week. And then, you know, back here for bourbon festival uh so those listening we will be at the kentucky bourbon uh 30th an- uh, anniversary of the kentucky bourbon festival in uh bardstown i think a lot of our listeners are planning on being there yeah speaking uh, of listeners come, come say hi to us i'll be there yeah <clears throat> speaking of listeners you know we have listeners in all 50 states and about 40 countries oh wow so Damn. um where can people get your products the easiest the easiest answer is online you yeah. know don't drive around uh searching for it like in a frenzy thinking you're gonna just find exactly what you want at the first store you go to we're widely distributed we're in 30 states okay the bourbon. So that's good yeah we're in 30 states um you guys are in more countries than we're in states it's crazy <laughs> no, it's, it's easy though <laughs> hit subscribe on a podcast yeah, yeah. it's easy um yeah, we have to go through the goddamn three-tier <laughs> system, man. <laughs> it's a little harder. Uh, regulated guns, alcohols, and tobacco. Yeah. That's uh, that's how it goes. Um, 30 states, you can find us online. You know, call ahead. That's the one thing I tell people. Call ahead. If you think the local liquor store has it, just call. Call. And, and if you got a local liquor store, you got a good relationship, ask for it. Just ask them, hey. You're probably living in one of those 30 states, listeners, and so you can ask your local liquor store to bring it in. And that works wonders. We get emails every week from a retailer somewhere, New York, Texas, uh, Arizona, Oklahoma. We get emails from retailers all the time saying, hey, somebody asked for your product. We want to bring it in. Who's your distributor? And we, we, within days or a week, have the product in that store. That's good. That's well, awesome. Well, here's another question for you. Sure. And I want you to make me a promise because now you've just blown my mind and you're telling me all this stuff, right? <laughs> About all this stuff you're coming up with. Unlike your weeded whiskey and that Moroccan whiskey. Yeah. I'd like me and Jim to be the first to review those. 
Well, I, you know, I come back here often and you guys are a stone's throw from Louisville where, where I usually start the trip. So yeah, I, we'll, 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 let's sit down and do Moroccan whiskey and wheat whiskey and maybe some single malt, maybe some, uh, I have a, I have a seven year, uh, American whiskey coming out too. So, oh, wow. That's good. Yeah, we got we got some seven year. I know people are thinking out there, listeners, you're thinking, why would Big Chief and Jim want to drink a Moroccan whiskey? Because we like to take those side roads, right, Jim? <laughs> I've like actually to, been to Morocco. Yeah. What a beautiful country, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I've been. I've been. I went I went in 2019 yeah, uh, went. with my grandmother who hadn't been back in 50 years. So can you imagine wow. being somewhere your whole life and then leaving and then going back 50 years later? to see how it's evolved the the tears streaming from her eyes just like happiness and joy and sadness and all it was just like the whole trip she just like couldn't stop it was so great but it was just so it was amazing to go to morocco but to be there with her was a whole different that's amazing amazing. that's awesome well seth we can't thank you enough for coming to kentucky coming out here to shelby county down here to Big Jim Shannon's Bar and Lounge and sharing your whiskey with us. We we, we really appreciate it, man. Uh, we, you know, we always love our guests on and stuff. We're glad that you're wearing a bourbon bullshitter t-shirt right now. <laughs> yeah, we'll post a picture of this one, too. <laughs> uh, where can our listeners find you guys on social media? Uh, Instagram, number one. Yeah, we have a Facebook and you can follow us there, but I don't think we actually post anything to the Facebook group for whiskey. At least I think the vodka one has some posts somehow it's linked up by Instagram. Instagram is the preferred social media for us. We so you're doing TikTok yet. We, uh, <laughs> I made a tick. I made a broken barrel whiskey TikTok, and I put some barrel breaking videos on there, but I, I forgot about it. I made it like three months ago, but I haven't really been ticking or talking. It's what happens when um, you drink half a bottle of whiskey. Yeah. Last <laughs> night. Right. Uh, no, Instagram is kind of where it's at. We don't tweet or anything like that. So uh, you got a great website though. Website's good, but yeah, uh, follow us on Instagram. We're, we're at broken barrel whiskey. Um, be sure to check out our website, broken barrel this is this you guys broke some good news today about about the new packaging and and what's on the pipeline i mean we always love to get that yeah. opportunity thank you yeah. so much for allowing us thank, to do that thank you guys for having me here where, where can our listeners find you personally if they want to follow you uh i created a whiskey instagram for me to interact with whiskey people and and keep my personal life and family and stuff off of uh, uh you know just you know, any kind of like weird random people that just you never know who's out there right <laughs> so i created a separate i have a i have all the the vodka instagram whiskey instagram my instagram then i have a i have a cess whiskey instagram it's called benheims bottles it's benheims underscore bottles and it is uh i'm a i'm an avid whiskey collector myself i've got a thousand bottles in the library i used to do a podcast myself so um Check it out. I post uh, a lot of the stuff that I'm drinking, which which varies from minute to minute. <laughs> well, today has been an absolute blast. It's been such a pleasure to have you here uh, in my home. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you again for having me. Yeah. Mike, where could people find us? You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube. 
I don't know what else. Uh, Twitch is out there, but we're not on Twitch. We're not going to be on Twitch. Um, I don't even know what Twitch is. I don't really know what it is either. I just see young kids <laughs> watching it all the time. <laughs> well, you can only do so much when you're our age. That, that's right. <laughs> well, and I got these big old giant fat fingers, so I, I am limited to what I can do. Um, you can also find us on our website, thebourbonroad.com. You can buy our swag on there, the Bourbon Bullshitter t-shirt that Seth is oh, rocking go, at go right now. Go get one of these. I'm going to wear it. You're going to see me in this on a lot of our uh, Instagram <laughs> posts. But yeah, you can find our Bourbon Road shirt that Jim is wearing right now. You can find our glasses uh, from Distillery Products. Our frying friends over there, Carson and Janie, they will hook you up with your group. You want to make sure you visit them. They will rock it out. They'll create a great glass over there at Distillery Products. Check them out. Say the Bourbon Road sent you. Uh, make sure you tell them that. We'd appreciate that. You can find our hat on there. You can also find our reviews that we write and our blogs or articles. It's not necessarily about the episode, just what I'm thinking that day, you know, it might be about Kentucky or whiskeys around the world. And man, I'm gonna have to check out Morocco now, like deep dive into it and whiskey. There, there are no Moroccan whiskeys. I yeah. looked this up. There's, there was one, <laughs> but I think it got discontinued. So I think someone tried, but good luck getting a drink in Morocco. You're going to pick up the torch and run with yeah. it though. Yeah. Amen to that. That's what I say. So Jim, we also have a private Facebook group. What's that all about? It's called the Bourbon Roadies. And if you go to our Facebook page and, and look for our group, you'll find us there. It's called the Bourbon Roadies. It is about 22, 2300 like-minded people, uh, kind of an active group, a lot of posting going on, uh, good friends, good people, um, sharing whiskey, sharing stories, sharing pictures, just having a good old time. One thing we have to warn you about, though, we don't allow any rudeness in there. So if you are the kind of person that's going to come in and uh, chop somebody off at the knees for drinking Jim Beam, go find another group, right? Yeah, I mean, if you're a whiskey person, you've been watching Instagram or Facebook lately. Uh, there's been a little bit of drama on there. Uh, not in that group. Uh, we're not going to allow you to do that. That shouldn't be in the bourbon culture and the whiskey culture. Just uh, go on about somewhere else. That's not what we're about. We like lifting people up. So uh, absolutely, we want you to join. We'd love to have you in there. Uh, we hope Seth will join the Bourbon Roadies after this because I'm sure a lot of our listeners will have some questions. I'm in. Let's do it. And let's do it. All right. <laughs> And you know what? You'll find out everything that's going on in the bourbon road, where we're going to be, who we're going to be talking to, uh, what whiskeys were recommended at a given moment in time, what contests we're having, right, Mike? Yeah, we have our bourbon blended contest that's going on right now. We got all our samples in. We're going to get Ashley in the house, and then we're going to start rocking it out. We're going to figure out who's going to win this thing, who's going to win our grand prize, who has the best name. It's, it's, it's pretty awesome. All right. Well, it's been awesome today to have Broken Barrel in the house. We do two shows every week. We do a short show on Mondays where we review a craft distillery. We do a longer show like today with Broken Barrel uh, where we do a deep dive. We kind of go into detail. We give you enough content to get you to work and home. Nice 30-minute drive to work, nice 30-minute drive home, or cutting the grass or sweeping the house or whatever it is. Um, we'd love to have you listen to both shows every week. And Mike, how do they make sure they do not miss a show? 
This is your favorite part, isn't it? It's my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> what you're going to do is go ahead and scroll on up, hit that subscribe button. After you do that, you know you're going to get to listen to us then. But then what we need you to do is we need you to scroll on down. We need you to hit that five-star review, or you know what's going to happen. The big bad booty daddy of bourbon is going to come find you, bring his bourbon bottle with him, and we're going to drink all night long. It's going to be a long night. Um, we're going to have a little bit of fun, but after that night, you're definitely going to leave us a five-star review. <laughs> well, we'd love to have your input. We'd love to hear about what you think about what we're doing. Uh, you can always reach out to us. Probably the best way is on Instagram. You can find me at jshannon63. I'm one big chief. And we will see you down the bourbon road. <laughs> Thank you.